don't know what these people are thinking. I, I can't tell you what is going through their brain housing group. All I can tell you is that we as a community, we as the RTF family, have an opportunity now to intervene and make our voices heard. Good evening. Mike here with Restoring the Faith Alone in Studio today. I'm going to be talking very briefly today about the bishop, the archbishop of, uh, of St. Louis, Missouri. Here he is. I want you to read this email. Archbishop Rosanowski has recently been appointed as Archbishop of St. Louis, Missouri. And this is an email that he sent out to the faithful where he is partnering with the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. Partnering with the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, Missouri, which has branches in other places like Memphis, little branch offices off of the main Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, Missouri. Now, why is this happening? Why is this happening? You say, he mentions Tutti Frutti. He's doing, a, he's doing a symposium on Tutti Frutti. It's basically a large Zoom call. But why is that happening, ladies and gentlemen? Well, the person that he lists here as being the speaker from the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, here's that person interviewing a couple ladies about reparations for slaves. Because this is what the St. Louis Federal Reserve Bank, in conjunction with the Archdiocese of St. Louis, Missouri, is ultimately seeking. Here it is. He's the guy talking. Ray Bashara. Ray Bashara. Oh, you have no audio? Can you hear him? You guys let me know if you have audio. Oh, Ray's bear. Oh, his audio is very low. Okay, well, that's fine. I'll tell you what he says. I'll tell you what these ladies say, too. Let's go back to Mike for a second. I have a couple other visuals I want to pull up here for you. Essentially, what happens is this Ray Bashara person, he interviews these so-called experts. I looked for their credentials. I looked for their academic backgrounds. I looked for their LinkedIn's. I looked for anything that I could hang my hat on with these two ladies talking about reparations because that is what the Archdiocese of St. Louis is focused on, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have a roundtable discussion, a Zoom call about tutti fratelli, tutti frutti, as we call it here at RTF in a pejorative sense. I don't even have tutti frutti loaded up. Actually, every time I play Tutti Frutti, YouTube gets mad at me because apparently it's copyrighted. I don't know. I didn't think Lionel Richie cared that much. But look, it's not Lionel Richie. Anyway, the point is 
these women are talking about equity. It's no longer about equality, ladies and gentlemen. It's no longer about achievement. It's no longer about everyone has the same opportunity in the United States. No, 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 no. That's, that's equality. And equality is so French Revolution. Equality is so 1791. Today we're talking about equity. And what is equity? It is socialism. That's what it is. It's making sure that everyone lives exactly the same. And that's exactly what's happening. That's what's being promoted by one human fraternity. Fruity, fruity, tutti fruity. I want to pull up two visuals here for you because this is really stunning. And there's actually something that we can do this time. This isn't just outrage media where, you know, we're just going to watch this video on YouTube and hopefully share it. Go ahead and do that, please. By all means. But um, the first thing I want to show you is if it'll pull up. Will it? The first thing I want to show you is the mission statement of the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, Missouri. Now, this particular story caught my eye, ladies and gentlemen, because as you know, I'm kind of like a finance guy. And I care very much about what the nature of money is and really about your economic welfare. And I think a lot about it. I'm writing a book about it. And I've previewed that with some of you. Some of you know that. Some of you may not know that. Here's the mission statement of the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. Now, this mission statement has evolved over time. For example, the first bullet point, pursuing maximum employment. Maximum employment. That any Federal Reserve Bank would concern itself with the employment rate is a novelty. This is a power that the Federal Reserve System at large appropriated unto itself in the 2008 financial crisis. Prior to that, they were not focused on unemployment, ladies and gentlemen. So this is a brand new, non-enumerated power that the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis has taken upon itself. Long, moderate long-term interest rates, ensure safety and soundness of the nation's banking and financial system. Safety and soundness. Safety and soundness. For whom? One wonders, well, I'm going to cover that in my book. Safety and soundness for whom? Well, <laughs> uh, not you. That's, uh, that's kind of like the hint. It's not me either, just in case you're wondering. Maintaining stability of financial system and containing systemic risk. Well, I guess one of those systemic risks that the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis wants to contain is actually here. Here, uh, pulling up the image now. A brand new desk here in the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, ladies and gentlemen. Brand new institution has arised. It has come. It has arisen out of the ashes of a different office, which was around during the Trump years, and now under the usurper in chief regime. It is all about economic equity. Equity. Equity is the new hotness. Equity is the new term du jour. It's all about equity. Equality is so 1791, French Revolution. We don't want equality anymore, ladies and gentlemen, because the fact of the matter is, is if everybody has the same opportunities, some people might take advantage of them and others won't. 
and that's just not fair. So what is the reaction from the Archbishop of St. Louis, Missouri, to all of this? Well, his reaction, ladies and gentlemen, is to try to weave together some kind of symbiotic relationship with the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, whose office here is talking about slave reparations. Reparations. Because that is a new thing. It's called equality. It's called equity. Equality is not, it's, it's, it's not enough. It's called equity. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you just very briefly about what exactly the Federal Reserve Bank is, what it does, because this is something, and, and, and what does this have to do with Fratelli Tutti? What does this have to do with Tutti Frutti? Nobody actually knows. There's no link, but there is something that you and I can do. I'm going to reveal that to you right now, actually. There will be a Zoom call. And ostensibly, Archbishop Rosansky is going to be on that Zoom call. And I had wanted to do this live stream just moments before their Zoom call so I could try to direct as many of you over to it as possible. The Zoom call is tomorrow night at 7 Central. Anybody can click on the link and join the call. They have no way of knowing if you're an RTFer or not. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there sitting in studio on Zoom. I'm going to be there talking to Archbishop Rosansky, and I'm going to be asking him why he is partnering with the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, Missouri, and specifically the sub-office of that bank, which is advocating for slave reparations, and why he, th- he thinks the person from the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, who should co-chair this tutti-frutti extravaganza with him is that man that you saw interviewing the panel on equity, economic equity. Ladies and gentlemen, Scripture tells us that we are to render to Caesar what is due to Caesar and render to God what is due to God. You cannot possibly owe Caesar more than you owe God. And we know that we owe God a tithe of at least 10% of our pre-tax earnings. Pre-tax. Therefore, any taxation in excess of 10% is theft. Pure and simple. Scriptural. That's the RTF position. Any taxation in excess of 10% is theft because you cannot render to Caesar more than what you should render to God. So why are we talking about this? Well, when you have a major archdiocese, remember Cardinal Burke came out of St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis has some of the grandest, most beautiful churches. Someone called it the Rome of the West, of the New World. Archway to the West. You know, it's got the arches in St. Louis. Archway to the West. St. Louis, Missouri has tons of Latin masses, tons of great priests, tons of cassocks walking around there. Beautiful architecture. You got Gothic, you've got Romanesque. You got the ICK there. You got you got all kinds of good stuff happening in St. Louis. Now this guy came up 
through the ranks. He was most recently the Bishop of Springfield, Missouri, which is in southern Missouri, near the Arkansas border. And some of the commenters on Twitter and elsewhere, when Bishop Rosansky was made Archbishop Rosansky, put into place there in St. Louis, the seat that Cardinal Burke used to hold, all the good that he did there, Venerable Car- Cardinal Burke, Venerable with a little V, not quite with a big V yet. He's still walking around. But they were saying, these commentators were saying, oh, good, a a true pastor, a real middle-of-the-road guy, a moderate. When the left cats were calling this guy a moderate, when the left-wing Catholics were saying, oh, look, we got a moderate taking the the seat in St. Louis, Missouri. That should have been our first warning. That is something that should have concerned us. Now he's hosting a Zoom call on Tutti Frutti with the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. I want to give you a quick a quick history of the Federal Reserve because I don't want to short-circuit stuff that's going to be in the book or come out next year. No, it's not going to come out this year because I don't have time to do it this year, guys, but it's coming. Trust me, I've been working on it. I am. I'm diligent. The Federal Reserve Bank is not federal. It's not a reserve, and it's not a bank. It's not federal because it's private. It's privately held. And there's a list of stockholders that owns the Federal Reserve Bank. And we don't get to know who those people are. We know that they have names like Rothschild and other names. We know that. That's publicly known. That's published in other better books than what my little summary is going to be. We actually know that the royal family, the Windsors, are stockholders in the Federal Reserve Bank of the United States. So is it federal? No. Is it owned by the federal government? No. Is it run by the federal government? No. I believe that the Federal Reserve Bank is the true source of power in these United States. You know where I stand on elections. You know where I stand on that. Uh, And if you don't know where I stand, you should check out Temple of Democracy. About an hour presentation I gave you about that so-called religion uh, that they are peddling. But the Federal Reserve Bank is not federal. It's not really a reserve because they hold nothing. There's no coinage. There's no money. There's nothing of value. There's not even really currency there. There's nothing there. What there is is the lethal force of government, the lethal Exclusive lethal force of government, which is to say that the government can tell you that if you refuse to transact in the greenback, then they can deprive you of your life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. You will transact in this fiat currency that we print at will, and we can print them whatever we want to, and we can make as many as we want to, and that just is what it is. They are the banker's bank, so-called. They are the bank of last resort. But they're not a bank because a bank takes deposits and makes loans. That's what a bank does, right? A bank takes your deposits and loans them out to other people. That's what a bank does. 
So it's called the Federal Reserve Bank. But where are the deposits? There are no deposits. The Federal Reserve Bank of the United States of America and all of its sub-banks, including the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, Missouri, are fundamentally engaged in the Ponzi scheme of control. They don't take deposits, and they sort of make loans, kind of. Like, for example, when the church closed down in 2020 and Restoring the Faith was the only outlet reporting on it in a, in a big way and in an honest way, with real numbers and real stats and real timelines and all of that. Remember when I was telling you that $3.5 billion changed hands? $3.5 billion. Well, the United States government didn't write a $3.5 billion check to the Catholic Church of the United States. There's no, there's no legal entity. There's no LLC. There's no C-Corp partnership or any other corporate entity in the United States into which the United States federal treasury deposited three and a half billion dollars in exchange for the lockdown. No, they did it part and parcel in little tiny pieces to something like 9,000 different parishes, LLCs, organizations, Bishop Beefcake out in LA likes to surround himself with guys who can lift. He took a million dollars it was called the PPP Loan Program, the Paycheck Protection Program. And the Federal Reserve underwrote the, Fed, the PPP. Why? Because everything was structured like a loan. Like you signed a document, you signed a promissory note, you promised to pay the money back. But there's, no, there's nothing pledged. There's no collateral. There's no recourse if you don't pay it back. It's all, quote-unquote, forgivable. And so all of the various little Catholic entities that took the money never had a plan to pay it back because they're not required to. And that money was printed by entities like the Federal Reserve system in the United States. So the Federal Reserve System created currency out of thin air, literally out of thin air. It didn't exist before. We'll just print some more and we will deposit it. They don't even they didn't even actually print it, ladies and gentlemen. This is like a digital thing. They just they clicked a button, hit enter on the mouse pad, enter, boop. And now there's money. Money exists. They created money. They gave it to the Catholic Church, $3.5 billion. I told you that Trump was involved with that, and he was. And I have this video. I played the video for you so many times. If you haven't watched the video, you've got to watch some of my other uh, longer-form podcasts, live streams, on this very playlist, the COVID playlist. And check out the fact that Trump was complicit in locking down the Catholic Church. He claims he was. He brags about it. There's one clip I like to play where it's literally Trump recording a video to Catholics. To Catholics. It says, a message to the Catholics of the United States of America. In huge, big, bold letters. And he's standing behind a podium. And he's saying, Cardinal Dolan called me. 
And he asked for money, and I got it for him. No one else did. I did that. Don't you forget it in November. Don't you forget it, Catholics. I got the money for the Catholic schools because they were closed down and they needed money. Yeah, they needed money because they were closed down. Imagine that. Catholic schools, which I don't endorse Catholic schools, unfortunately, because they teach heresy. But imagine providing a service like schooling in exchange for something of value like money. And then all of a sudden the government says, oh, you're not essential anymore. You're not essential. You can close. Um, well, if you're not rendering the service, you're not going to get the money. But if you get the money from the government, then I guess you can stay afloat. You can keep your teachers on some kind of retention. You can apply for PPP loans. You can pay everybody's salaries, even though they're not working. Providing zero service to the people. You're educating zero children. But you're still open. The entity still exists. And you can do this because of Federal Reserve Bank and their ability to print fiat currency. Fiat, what does fiat mean? You know, as Catholics, we hear the word fiat, and we ought to think immediately about Our Lady. Our Lady's fiat, remember? She said, be it done unto me according to thy word. The angel Gabriel appeared to her. He said, be hail full of grace, the Lord is with thee. You're going to conceive. You will name him uh, Emmanuel. You'll name him Jesus. And she says, be it done unto me. That's the fiat. That's Our Lady's fiat. A fiat is essentially speaking something into existence, altering reality through the use of some kind of force. In Our Lady's case, it was the use of grace. And in the Federal Reserve's case, it's the use of deadly force because they can take your life if you don't play by the rules. So we have, a, we have a currency, ladies and gentlemen, and, I, and I'm, I'm very interested in the nature of money. And so to the, to the extent that economics and finance, mo monetary policy, fiscal policy, whatever, politics sort of intersects Catholicism, I'm there. I'm all over it. I love it. I love this stuff. And what I want you to understand is that we don't actually know what money is anymore. We don't know what it is. What is it? What's the quid est? What is money? It's supposed to be a medium of exchange. It's supposed to be something of inherent value that you can use in lieu of having to barter. When's the last time you showed up to the marketplace and you had six chickens and a hundred uh, beets, right? And sent 15 heads of cabbage. And he said, okay, I'm here to trade my chickens, beets, and cabbage for uh, the, the leather, tobacco, and, and in my case, the gin that, you, that I need to survive. When's the last time you did that? No, nobody, do, nobody does that. We don't do that. We don't do that because we use money or what we think is money. But right now we use fiat currency, and I'll be talking about fiat currency. Um, what the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis is talking about is printing fiat currency, creating fiat currency, and giving it to ethnic minorities in the United States who may have suffered, whose ancestors may have suffered uh, under certain tyrannies in the past 400 years. 
that's called equity. That's that's not equality because equality means that if you if you're born into America, you should kiss the soil and say thanks be to God I was born free. Well, we used to say that we're not free anymore. Um, but that's not good enough. Like I said, that's two seventeen ninety one. That's French Revolution. Now the new thing is equity, and that's what the Federal Reserve Bank. So I wanna um, I wanna pull this up one more time. So that you can see the note, because I know that a lot of a lot more of you are watching right now than I expected. I wanted to do this, like I said, at 630 Central tomorrow, which was 30 minutes prior. So I could just say, hey, everyone, click the link right now. Let's all hop over now. Let's all jump on the call. And I hope that a lot of you join me tomorrow. I'll try to notify you in all manner of social media. I'll give you the prodding and everything. But then I thought, you know, today I was like... Maybe if I give everyone 24 hours notice, some people can clear their schedule. More people will watch the video in the next 24 hours. Let's crash this call. Let's get on the Zoom. Let's raise your hands with questions. Archbishop, your excellency, why are you meeting with the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis? Why? What do you have in common with fiat currency? with secret families and secret societies that manipulate our currency and subject us to the insidious secret tax of inflation. Your Excellency, what do you have in common with the banksters that run this world? Your Excellency, why do you think it's a good idea to print more money and give it to minorities free of charge? Don't you think that will harm Catholic families? Don't you think that will harm everyone else? Are you concerned about inflation? Are you concerned about economic purchasing power? Do you give a hoot about the families in your archdiocese, Your Excellency, or are you just standing there with your hands out looking for another bailout? Is that why you're there? Is that why you're there, Your Excellency? Because you're concerned about getting another bailout? I know why he's there. I know exactly why this unholy alliance between the banksters that run your life and tell you what to do and the archbishops that absolutely refuse to tell you what to do the archbishops that refuse to teach you the truth, to open your churches, to unmask your faces, to teach you orthodoxy, to silence heretics. You know, there's an SJ. If you don't know what an SJ is, Google Jimmy Martin, SJ. But there's a prominent SJ on Twitter in St. Louis, and he won't shut his pie hole about all of the alt-left causes that he just loves. He's never met a liberal cause that he didn't love. But he gets muzzled. Or, no, he doesn't get muzzled, right? He doesn't get muzzled. He gets a free pass, this SJ. He wears a backpack sometimes because he's a student, and he's going to be a theologian. This guy in St. Louis... 
who likes to tell you that Black Lives Matter and Antifa and all these other causes are the things that you should be supporting. And I guarantee you, I looked up the bio. I looked up the bio to this guy from the Federal Reserve Bank who's going to be on the Zoom call. And he has written a book on the new progressivism. The new progressivism. That's one of his featured works. He's worked for alt-left think tanks his entire life. Never held a real job. Went to the Yale School of Divinity, this guy did. So um, I'm not sure which religion that makes him. But you and I both know which one it's not. You and I both know which religion he's not a member of, and yet he's going to be on the panel with Archbishop Rosensky. So, Archbishop, you guys, got, you guys got all the questions. I don't have to ask all the questions, do I? You're going to ask the questions, too. We're going to do this side by side tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Central Standard Time. Wherever you are in the world, you can literally click the Zoom link and they will let you in. And I say, look, we got questions. Let's have our questions answered, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for watching this. And I look forward to seeing you on Zoom tomorrow night. I think it's going to be a party. I hope, I hope hundreds of us show up. Maybe a thousand people will show up. You know, we got like almost 20,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel. And if you like this video, and if you share it, and if you say, hey guys, we are crashing this party, here's the Zoom link. It's the very first thing in this description. Here's the Zoom link. Let's all be there. 7 o'clock. I think uh, things could be pretty interesting. Your Excellency, how many pieces of silver are you expecting tomorrow night? <laughs>